and gentlemen, and welcome to the March 6th, 2018 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow us and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S-Y. Guy, that's Y L S W E I S G U Y. You can also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is NSN Court Report because if I don't know about it, we cannot talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. We're at that time of the season, Crown Trophy probably packed, probably you go into the showroom all filled with Yeshiva League trophies. Look to the left, look to the right. There's basketball, there's hockey. But you know what? They are ready and prepared to do whatever they need to for you. Give them a call, 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst. But most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes going all the way back to the very first one, and God knows there are many of them. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, much like the show is not about me criticizing degrading or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back, folks. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. It is March already. We are we are right in the thick of it. This week even, this week, we have our championship games. For those of you that have been living under a rock for the past week, so much basketball and hockey action, so much amazing Yeshiva League playoff action has gone on over the past week, past two weeks, past three weeks, but especially now, especially at this time, where we get to crunch time, we get the best of the best going at it with each other, where you get the teams that really belong in March playing into March. So much has happened. So much happened last night. So much happened last week, especially last night, and especially last Tuesday night, which we'll get to. Um, just going to touch on last week's show. Got to tell you, uh, you know, originally when I was doing it, because I, like I said last week, I ended up doing last week's show, uh, I ended up taping last week's show on Monday night, not really having the benefit of, you know, the the usual um, research that I usually get done, but I, I still kind of enjoyed how that came out. Uh, I wish, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to, like in the future, I'll try to blend that in with my shows as it is, where it's a little bit more off the cuff with a little, with, uh, with, you know, a little bit of research, but I, I like to be as prepared as I can for you, and that's sort of my goal, you know, each and every week here. You know, it, it's not like you're just going, you know, going to a buddy and saying, hey, what happened in that game last night? What was the score? Like, I'm, my goal here is to give you the full 360. You know, you can get it from anybody. You can get the score. You can get the high score from anybody. But where else can you really get the full 360 of what these games and what the impact and what 
the history of the Yeshiva League means other than right here on the court report. You know, like I said all season, you can go to an Instagram, you can be you can be connected to an Instagram page that'll give you the score. You can be connected to a Twitter feed that'll that'll give you running highlights or that'll give you, you know, a, a high score. But nowhere can you get the history blended with the fact, blended with the research, blended with all the above than right here on the court report. Um, and hopefully we're looking to bring that to you Live this week when we have the first two, two, four of our championship games. I'll get to that in just a moment. Actually, let's dive into that. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we start on the Nakam Single Network our championship series. That's right. The Nakam Single Network is the only place, the exclusive place to see the Yeshiva League championship games. And that'll start this Thursday night, right? Two nights from tonight, right? Well, not right now, but sort of, you know, a little earlier than now. This Thursday night at 6.30, we will be live on the air with our first ever girls, JV, and varsity basketball championships. 6.30 p.m., we'll be live on the air with the JV girls basketball championships. We'll tell you who's in that. We've already told you last week. It hasn't changed, but we'll give you a little more information into it. And then followed up at around 8, 8.15 by the Varsity Championship, the Varsity Girls Championship game. And we found out exactly which two, which two teams, we told you last week it would be an all-west affair, but we now know exactly which two teams would make it to the Varsity Championship. And then this coming Sunday from the campus of, oh wait, let's back up that game, those two games from TABC. This Sunday... On the campus of Yeshiva University, the Max Stern Athletic Center, we will come to you live around 1, 115. Uh, we'll know time a little more certain as the week goes on. But around 1 o'clock, we'll come to you live from, as I said, Max Stern Athletic Center, campus of Yeshiva University, with the boys' JV championship game. That game will be followed up a couple of minutes uh, after 3 o'clock, if, uh, if all goes well with the boys' varsity championship game. Now, we know one of the four teams that will be playing this coming Sunday, and we'll get into that in just a few moments. We want to thank the people responsible for making this happen. Again, obviously the big man himself, Nachum Siegel, thank you so much for all of this, Miriam Wallach, general manager of the network. But also, we need to thank our sponsors. That's right, folks. There are people who do help us get done what we need to do. And this year, the sponsors for our amazing championship series, we want to say thank you first to Regal Bank of New Jersey. Regal Bank, for the friendly service you want and the full range of banking services you need, go see them at Regal Bank. as New Jersey's favorite community bank. They have 10 branches across Morris, Essex, Somerset, and Union Counties. From mobile and online banking to remote deposit and home equity loans, they offer it all to keep you thriving in today's fast-paced world. And they believe that your needs always come first. Visit any of their convenient branches and start making the most of your money today. Learn more at RegalBankNJ.com. Regal Bank. An equal housing and equal opportunity lender and a member of the FDIC. We would also like to thank another sponsor of our amazing championship series, the Rothenberg Law Firm. You've heard their name before. They're involved in so many things that go on on the Knock'em Seal Network. They are an amazing law firm. 
Laws Legal Services, whatever you need done, Rothenberg Law Firm. We thank them again for their amazing patronage. Them, Regal Bank, thank you guys so much. If you want to join us for the championship series, there's still time, not much, but you gotta you gotta get you gotta act fast. You gotta you gotta get going, get a move on it. You can still be involved in the Knock'em Seagull Network Championship Series. That's three days, three days of action, folks. That's three days, six games. Remember last year, I keep telling you the numbers. I keep giving you the statistics. You know, last year for the hockey and basketball championships, together, combined, over 10,000 views across the championship games. And that was for four games. Now, you get six games. You get a different platform it's it all makes sense. Join us. Get aboard quickly. You can hear your name and you can hear your brand and your message being spread all over the world on the Nahum Siegel Network. I look forward to working with you and for you. Join us quickly, please. Well, that being the case, like I said, we've already talked about two of them. We'll get to the hockey championships, which will be in two Sundays. Not this Sunday, but the Sunday after. We'll get to that we'll get to that pretty soon. Uh, but obviously the big topic of conversation now is the basketball championships because that's what's on the horizon and basketball action over the last two weeks has been fast and furious especially last Tuesday night you know last Tuesday night was an insane night and it really does capture the saying you know the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry Um, for those of you who haven't read mice and men of mice and men um, I I know I read it in in, uh, in High school, I, I had actually had that on a test and sort of guessed uh, the right answer to it. So, folks, just keep that in mind. It basically means, you know, like we say, like we have our own expression, uh, you know, man plans and God laughs. And so that essentially was last Tuesday night for me. I told you uh, I had to tape last week's show Monday night because Tuesday night I was honored with um, officiating the New Jersey Junior High Championship game between Mariah and YNJ. It was a thrilling game. Congratulations to YNJ on winning the championship game. Um, and as I'm leaving, as I'm leaving YNJ, I get a phone call, basically telling me about what's going on in in uh, in Heschel and what's going on in Frisch. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? I'm on. Uh, I'm I'm in my car, I'm heading back to Brooklyn. I'm gonna go home. I'll be able to see all the sh- you know all the, the the videos later. I'll be able to go back to it. Be able to put everything together for tonight. And uh, yeah, that'll be that. So um, you know, I did get some action. And as I'm as I'm on the way home, I have the the Frisch Hank basketball game up on my iPod. So I'm listening to that as I'm driving. Obviously not watching because that would be kind of unsafe for all those of you looking to get your uh, learner's permits or your driver's licenses. Whatever you do, do not watch your iPhone or your smartphone while you are driving. That is sure to get you a failure. And believe me, you don't want to have to go through that more than once. But so last week I was on the way home. I was listening to to the Hank Frisch game. And it was, it just, it sounded like a phenomenal game. I just couldn't wait to see it. And then this week, I'm sitting down. I'm like, okay, time to go watch all the action. I can't find the Ramaz Heschel game anywhere. The Frisch Hank game, it's like, I, it keeps buffering every five seconds, so I can't even really watch it. And I'm saying to myself, God, no, why? Why now? Why thick in the middle of Yeshiva League? 
playoff action does this have to happen? So, I mean, without that, it's like, it's tough. But we'll get it. But I, I made the best of it. I think that I'll still be able to at least portray to you the, the amazing action of what went on. It was, it was phenomenal. It was a great night for sports all around. And I, I can't wait to share at least what I know with you from all of those games last night. Also phenomenal night of action. One hockey game, three basketball, uh, maybe even more. I'm losing count now. I believe there was three. I believe last night was Rombom Frisch, the JV hockey semifinal. Last night was SAR Frisch, the um, the varsity girls sem- uh, varsity girls semifinal. It was Hafter Mag and David JV semifinal, and it was DRS, yeah, DRS and Heschel quarterfinal. So, and we'll get to why that's still going on now when everything else is happening in the semifinals and the championship game is this weekend. We'll get to that in just a few moments, but four games last night, all of them, all of them really, really, really insane, and we will get to all of the action that went on last night. Right now, though, we are going to dive right in to the hockey action. Why? Because we're going to get hockey out of the way this week. It's not going to be as in-depth for hockey because the truth is we have a whole week where it's going to be setting up for the hockey championships. But we still have to give, give props to the hockey action that did go on. And we're going to start out with varsity hockey. Um, no, no games to really talk about over the last week. Varsity hockey was sort of dormant after last Monday night. Uh, but just to sort of set the stage, we, we know about what happened uh, last Monday night. We know Frisch upsetting DRS, knocking out the Wildcats uh, by the score of 2-1. to one. First time in a very long time that a four seed has knocked out a one seed. I mean, unconventionally, uh, unconventionally, way back when, when this was still a 1-12 through 12 league where you had where you had all the all the teams lined up one through twelve. You had one through four with a bye, five through twelve. You had a five seed upset by the twelve seed. You had TABC upset by Solomon Schechter back in I believe it was two thousand and five. And I think that was like the last time you could have something comparable. But I can't I don't know the last time that a four seed has advanced to a, a, a or I should say a West four seed. Uh, not even a West 4 seed, but just a 4 seed where it's coming out of a conference. So it's not even a true number 4 in the league, but it's just a 4 from a conference upset a division champion. But it was done. And uh, part of... Uh, when we get to JV, you'll, uh, when we talk about Frisch defeating DRS, I, I spoke with uh, DRS head coach Larry Gross and to get an answer to the question that I asked last week. When was the last time that DRS did not have a JV or varsity team go to a Yeshiva League Hockey Championship semifinal. And we put our heads together. The answer was, at least to his memory, was 2002, which is insane because I was a junior that year. That's how long ago it was. Right now, I am... Not quite a junior. I'm actually quite. I'm actually at this point double a junior. I am. Uh, I'm 32 years old, and so we're talking. We're talking 16 years ago, half my lifetime ago. That is how long it has been. Most of the freshmen and sophomores that are well, definitely the freshmen. Most of the sophomores and even 
even I would say some of the juniors weren't even alive the last time something like this happened. So it's an amazing, amazing thing. But that I, taking a look at the positive, that is an insane streak. That is, there is no other team that has a streak of 16 years, no other program, I should say, that has a streak that had a streak that long, a 16-year streak where at least one of its teams went to the semifinals. And that's coupled with a 13-year streak with at least one of those teams going to a championship game. Uh, there is there is only positives to talk about the DRS hockey program. And, uh, you know, this is a slight bump in, bump in the road. They're getting an immense, an immensely talented freshman class, which we'll, God willing, talk about next year on the court report. Um, kids are already committing. I know several of my YCQ boys are are already committing there, several of the best players, and obviously the Halb team is going to send them there. They're very much in line to have the top class going to next year. So we will see DRS back at the top sometime in the near future. But just now that we've talked about DRS, we can move on to the teams that are still alive. We knew about Ram, uh, about TABC's 3-0 win over Rambam. SAR is dominating, win over North Shore. Hafter's 6-2 win over MTA, setting up the semifinals. First semifinal happening in SAR tonight. West 1 SAR, East 2 Hafter. I was looking at my phone last week, this past Friday, I believe it was, and what should pop up but the picture I took four years ago at that insane game, that insane quadruple overtime game, the one that ended 2-1 after probably... The game started, I think, sometime around 7.30 and didn't end until 11.30. That's how... That's how much of a... I can't even find the words for it because it was that type of game. It was so back and forth. It was... It was extreme. It was... It was heart-wrenching. There was so much drama. And I want to apologize to Gilad Kirstein. I was talk- I, last week when I mentioned the game winning goal, I said, Amiel Kirstein. Amiel Kirstein right now is still playing basketball, but not so much hockey. Uh, we'll mention his name a little bit later on. But the you know Gilad Kirstein, the game winning goal in quadruple overtime, send them to the championship. They would end up winning that year. And... The history between SAR and Hafter, it's it's it goes to the bone. It cuts right to the heart of of playoff hockey. And this game is going to be a doozy. The game will be. Uh, I think it's happening. It's starting in just a few minutes over at SAR. You can probably catch it on the live stream. Um, but and if you, I mean, obviously, if you're gonna do it, do it after the court report. Don't. Uh, don't jump over there now and say, "Hey, you know, I'm just going to go watch this game." You got, you still got so much that you know you have to hear about from us right here on the court report. So, you know, stay tuned right here. That game will still be going on at some point by the time, you know, by the time this ends. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Just taking a look, it's, yeah, yeah, you got plenty of time. That game's not starting till eight o'clock, so you get to listen to the entire of the court report. How about that? 
Um, so just stay right here. Don't worry about that. You can tune into that game right after this. On the other end of the bracket, tomorrow night, you get a rematch of last year's semifinal between Frisch and TABC. Frisch and TABC, no love lost. The Route 4 rivalry. This game in TABC, last year's game was in Frisch. Uh, a 2-1 Frisch win en route to their finals appearance. Frisch looking to make it back to the finals. Uh, last year, last year's group, last year's... Um, juniors and sophomores, both in their respective championship games, looking to make it back for yet another year. The question is, will they be able to overcome TABC, who has defeated them twice this season? TABC, definitely uh, a different team from last year, a, a bit more put together, better defensively. They're they're a complete team, and the truth is, TABC, uh, record of 13 wins and one loss this year, they're primed and ready to go back to the finals. Frisch, though, looking to take that from them and head back to yet another championship game. So they, on uh, March 18th at Lawrence Middle School, you will get the winner of these two games. It'll be Frisch or TABC, the best in the West. Uh, I can't really call it. It's actually, it's a, it, I, I say it like that, but it's a, really is a New Jersey, New York. There are three West teams, but it's New Jersey, New York. You have two New Jersey teams, Frisch and TABC. You have two New York teams, SAR, even though they're in the West, and Hafter going head-to-head. Two of these teams will move on to Lawrence Middle School on the 18th. Two won't survive past tomorrow night. And uh, we look forward to setting the stage for you next week right here on The Court Report. Moving over to JV, we do have some JV action to discuss. There was, as I said, one JV hockey game last night setting the stage. We heard in the quarterfinals Rombaum defeating Kushner 2-1. We knew Frisch defeated DRS 3-1 uh, last, last Mozart Shabbos. Uh, the week before, you had TABC dominating Mag and David 7-1. Hafter blanking SAR 3-0, setting up the semifinals as follows. Rombaum and Frisch, a rematch of the... Of the JV semifinal game that same night of that Hafter SAR uh, barn burner that I discussed. So that also came back to me in my feed. And the other one, TABC and Hafter. Uh, that one, a rematch of last year's 2 1 TABC victory. That game is happening tomorrow night. Uh, TABC and Hafter looking to meet up again. A lot of the players, the same. You have uh, different goalie in net for. Uh, for TABC, last year of Rami Davis, who's on the varsity team, played the semifinals. This year it'll be Charles Gibber. Gibber has given up less goals than you have fingers on one hand this entire season. Hafter, though, with Billy Glickman and Ned Glickman playing just as solid. Uh, again, these two teams met up in the regular season. TABC victorious in that one by the score of 2 to nothing. Hafter, though, playing them extremely tough well into the third period. This game, if you can get to it, if you if you can't, watch it. It is going to be an amazing one. Another amazing game was the other semifinal, which did happen last night in Rambam. As I said, Rambam Frisch, a very deep history between these two teams back on that same night. Another 2-1 game, uh, seemingly uh, Frisch pulling it out at the end of regulation. A goal, either a missed goal or a not goal, a controversial Controversial non-call or call, however you wanna, however you wanna view it. 
overtime, Daniel Yitzhaki winding up from two-thirds court, hitting the back of the fresh net to send Rambam on to its second straight finals appearance. Rambam would lose to SAR in that finals appearance. That name Yitzhaki certainly comes around again because the uh, main offensive star all year for this Ravens team. Last, last week, though, against Kushner, was the goaltending, Judo Orlansky, uh, playing phenomenal. He would have to play phenomenal last night in order for Rambam to have a shot to go back to the finals. Frisch, uh, despite him being the two-seed favored because of their, you know, their defending champs and keeping a lot of the same players, including Elliot Eisner. Elliot Eisner would have a game for the ages last night in Rambam. Uh, Back and forth game from the very beginning. Rambam scored, then Frisch scored, then Rambam scored, Frisch scored, Rambam scored, Frisch scored. Before you know it, it was it, 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 Rambam, while they would score, Frisch would score right after. It was, you know, it was very pow, 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 pow. And neither team really getting to set the stage for momentum. But late in the third period, Frisch would get a goal from Jason Alter that would give them the lead for the first time all night, and they would not relinquish it. Frisch would end up scoring two more before the night was over. In total on the night, there were four goals from the aforementioned Elliot Eisner. It was the fourth goal, the back-breaking game-winning goal from Jason Alter. There would also be one added by Jacob Hershenoff. And in total, Frisch would walk away with the 6-3 victory, heading on to yet another championship game, going to defend their 2017 JV hockey crown. So we would have another Frisch team in a championship game. Um, so this would be, I believe it would be the third year in a row that we will see a Frisch team fighting for a hockey championship at Lawrence Middle School. Uh, whether or not we'll have more than one, we'll find out, as I said, uh, this Wednesday night. But this sets the stage for Frisch to battle it out with either TABC, it's, uh, you know, the, the team, it's Nemesis, like the Varsity, the Route 4 rivalry. Uh, two teams played this year. They played to a split. They were each each other's only, well, I can't say only because Frisch also took a loss to Kushner, but they were each each other's main loss on the year. TABC the one seed, Frisch the two seed. If not, it's going to be Hafter. These two teams don't necessarily have a championship rivalry, but these teams have faced countless times on the in the playoff end. And uh, this is going to be, to be yet another installment. The last time that those two teams played actually was two years ago uh, on the JV end. Um, those two teams played in the semifinals in which Frisch defeated Hafter. This year's varsity uh, teams, this year's, uh, it was the two years ago where the Frisch team defeated the Hafter team. I think the score, if I remember correctly, was either 5-1 or 5-2. Um, if I'm, I, I could be mistaken on that, uh, but um, that happened uh, the last time these two teams met. And uh, again, we'll lay the groundwork for the JV and Varsity Hockey Championships next week for you right here on the court report. But we're going to move over now to the main event of the week. That's right, folks. We have two games coming up for you this Thursday night, and that happens to be the Girls JV and Varsity Championship Games. We're going to begin with Girls Varsity A. Uh, So the question was... We knew that it was going to be an all-West, but which West teams would make it? Would it be 
this Saturday night, we had a battle between West number two brewery at West number four, Maya node. Would Maya note be able to capitalize on the fact that they defeated brewery in the regular season, despite being the four seed would SAR be able to continue their perfect championship run their perfect season all the way to a championship, I should say. Would Frisch be able to upset them after not being able to get a scratch on them all year? Would Bruria be able to at least take a chance at being the only one of these four? Well, I should say, let me rephrase that. Bruria, the only one of these four to not have a championship in the recent years. Would they be able to move ahead? Well, we're going to start out with the SAR Frisch game. SAR Frisch the game last night in SAR, like I said, SAR, looking to push forward. They were 12-0 during the regular season. They had uh, entered this game uh, defeating uh, North Shore 51-36 to after an opening standstill. So SAR jumped out to a six-point lead behind 10 points from sophomore Samantha Horowitz, playing as, as a, you know, in a junior-senior league. Ten points in the first quarter. Um, at, I mean, her play in the paint was just phenomenal. The Cougars, though, were able to bounce back and pull within four points at the end of the first. Frisch would hold an 18-16 lead at the end of the half, though. And um, panic didn't start to set in. There wasn't any reason to panic. SAR had been down to points this year, and, you know, two points, not so much. Frisch, though, would score the first, would score eight of the first 11 points to open up the second half, opening up a 26-19 lead, but SAR would fight back to cut it to a one-point deficit, 28-27, heading into the fourth. The Sting would start the fourth with a three from Sabina Krause to retake the lead at 30-28. Rebecca Bach, though, would answer right back with a jumper to retie the game at 30-30, and Leah DeLuti would nail a shot from three and drain two free throws on the next possession to put Frisch back into the lead. Krause would break the 7-0 run with a free throw to pull SAR back within four with 3.42 left in the fourth. Horowitz would get the ball in the low post off a turnover and would nail the bucket to draw within two. And with 2.48, Adira Orbach would tie up the game, but Bach would get a fast break the other way to give Frisch back their two-point lead with just about a minute to go. 59 seconds to go, Orbach would connect on two free throws and would have a tie game with under a minute left. The teams would trade possessions as the clock wound down with Frisch taking control and calling a timeout with 35 seconds to go. The timeout would pay off as Sarah Lieberman would get the ball down low for a lay-in to give Frisch the two-point 39-37 lead. But SAR, the defending champs, would not go away quietly. Orbach would weave her way in and rise to the bucket, but would miss the shot, only to have Horowitz pull it down, put it up and in, and get fouled. She would miss the free throw. Frisch would have one final possession regulation, but the shot for Frisch would not fall, and the game would go to overtime. Deluti would start off the overtime with a running layup and would get fouled. She would hit the one, the end one, for a 42-39 lead. Horowitz would come back with the lay-in from underneath the bucket to cut it back to one. Lieberman would get fouled on the next possession. She would hit both free throws. Ingber would come back the other way for two more. And just like that, back and forth, Deluti would hit another running bank and to push it back to three with 2.45 to go. Then it would be Horowitz for two. Charlotte Turner hitting a long two to give Frisch a, 45, a 48-45 lead with only 59 seconds to go in the overtime. Horowitz, a sophomore, drives up again and get another two. 34 seconds to go. Frisch up 48-47. Rita Fader would go to the line with 28 left and hit one of two. Frisch would get a chance but would miss their shot. Fader 
would come away with the rebound and would run the length of the floor, get fouled with 1.6 seconds to go. So Frisch uh, putting SAR on the line, opportunity to win the game. Fader, though, could not hit, and we would go to double overtime. Double overtime would start with Turner hitting a two. Two minutes later, same score. Turner would do it again to give Frisch a 4.52-48 lead with just under a minute to go. Kraus would hit a runner underneath with six seconds to go, but Frisch would inbound and evade the SAR defenders and run out the clock. And just like that, defending champions and undefeated regular season goes out the window. Frisch would run out the clock and head to another championship game. So, so far, folks, Frisch making their presence felt. Frisch, the West 3 seed, uh, going on to the finals. Question is, who would they run up against? Found that out this past Saturday night. Bruria, the Bruria Lightning, the only team of the four to not have a championship in the last three years. They're going to get their opportunity. Defeating Mayanote by the score of 49-44. to The West 2 seed defeating the West 4 seed. And so, our championship game will come down to the West 2 and the West 3 seed. West 2 Bruria, West 3 Frisch. The two teams met up twice in the regular season. Varying results. First, back on October 30th uh, in Bruria. Uh, Frisch defeating Bruria. Score of 46-32. Th- uh, to But... Few months later, uh, talking the talking two months to be exact, uh, Saturday night, December 30th, Bruria would defeat Frisch 56 to 50 in Frisch. So now we have our rubber match. This Thursday night, there will be one winner, and that winner will be crowned the champion of the MYHSAL Girls Varsity Championship League. It is going to be an amazing battle. That game will probably be at 8.15 following our J- our JV broadcast, uh, which we'll get to in just a second. But just to set the stage, like I said, the, um, the Brewery Lightning, uh, ha- the only team of the four. Uh, actually, I'm going to backtrack on that. I apologize. Um, I sort of mixed up my notes with JV basketball. Uh, different story there. Uh, just reminding myself that the last uh, the last couple of years have either been SAR or Ramaz, so this doesn't really apply, but um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, just just go with it, folks, but Bruria, uh, the, the Bruria looking to make their mark and to win their first championship. Frisch, um, obviously looking to become, uh, to become a, a basketball champion as well. The two of them will meet up, as I said, this Thursday night right here on the Knockham Seagull Network. Tune in. You do not want to miss it. But before that game will be our Girls JV Championship broadcast. We know who it's going to be already. We know that SAR, the West number one seed, surprisingly sneaking up on West number two seed Frisch this year, working their way back after taking a big loss to them early on in the season, upsetting them, or not really upsetting them, but coming back and taking the last game of the season to tie up the regular season record. But with the tiebreaker in hand, SAR moved into the one slot. SAR would uh, end up playing Mayanote, West number 3 Mayanote, defeating them 29-22 in the semifinals. Frisch would end up defeating the East number 1 seed after 46-45. And there we have our championship rematch. We have the West number 1 SAR Sting and the West number 2 
fresh cougars. It, it, there's no shortage to this rivalry. You're going to have one of the last two uh, champions. From, you're going to have a, a, re, a two of three, essentially. You'll either have SAR uh, repeating as JV champions, or you'll have Frisch taking two of the last three years. Uh, if you go back to last year in this game, you had SAR and Frisch going neck and neck for about three quarters of play, and then SAR pulling away at, at the you know as the game wound down for a 42 to 33 victory. Well, Frisch looking for their revenge. Frisch looking for revenge from last year. Frisch looking for revenge from the regular season crown that they really wanted. Now they'll get their opportunity. That game will happen this. Thursday night, 6.30, live right here on the Knock'em Seagull Network. Tune in, watch this game, root these girls on. It is every bit as exciting and every bit as action-packed as the boys' game. You do not want to miss this. Again, our first ever, our premier showing of the girls' championship games. Tune in this Thursday night. You will not be disappointed. Trust me on that. Again, those games taking place at TABC, like I said, a broken record already tonight, this Thursday night. Uh, but uh, these aren't the only girls' leagues. We also have Girls' B, which we told you about last week. We told you about um, about the, uh, the other brewery team that will be in the championship game. Uh, and that is in Girls Varsity B, where you will have Bruria and Elan doing battle, becoming the first non-SKN champion in a very long time. Uh, this game, um, this game will be um, this. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can read this correctly. This game's actually tonight. Um, how do you like that? How do you like that? You know, that, that game the game sort of snuck up on us. That game will be in about an hour. Not that it really matters because it's not like, I mean, for, for me, I can't go. We, we, don't, we can't cover that. This is part of the, uh, I would guess, the Skirts League. I'm curious as to why it has Elon as the home team and Brewery as the away team. Brewery is clearly the home team. Brewery was undefeated at 12-0. Elon, 8-4. Uh, Managed to get the two seed on a tiebreaker. Megan David um, from the four seed losing to Bruria in overtime in the first round. Elon upending SKA. Two of them meeting up. So I'm not sure why it has that. I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna really put a uh, put a theory into that. But that game will happen tonight at 8:30 at Flatbush High School. So the truth is, after this, I can probably just walk over there. But I'm not even going to because. I, as a man, am not allowed. It is a women-only league, and so good luck to both teams. We will have this result for you next week. It's the only championship game of basketball and hockey that we will not be covering, but you will have your results. You will have all the info next week right here live on The Court Report. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Knock'em Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Well, you've got you've come to it, boys. This is the time for you. We have five days, five days to Championship Sunday. There's there's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday. Five days, folks. It is upon us. Championship Sunday. This coming Sunday, as I said earlier on in the show. We'll be on the air 
at around 1, 115 with the preview to the JV Championship game. And then after that, probably around 3 o'clock, 3.15, will be the Varsity Championship game. But who will be there? Well, that sort of shook out a little bit more this week. We're going to start out in Varsity. Varsity had uh, quite a number of games over the last week, which I, which I told you about. told you about uh, that Heschel-Ramaz game. That Heschel-Ramaz game was actually uh, a quarterfinal game. Um, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say quarterfinal. It was a first-round game. It was a first-round game. They, the, the two schools had uh, dueling uh, off periods over the last two weeks, and so it took all the way until last Tuesday night. While everybody else is playing the quarterfinals, they're still playing their first-round game, and what a first-round game it was. This game went to double overtime, despite the fact that during the game itself, Heschel held a 21-point lead in the first half. Ramaz battling all the way back, taking it to not one, but also taking a, a nice lead in, this, in the first overtime. Rama, uh, Heschel coming back to tie it up at the end of the first overtime, sending it to, du- to double overtime. Heschel pulling away with the 79-74 to victory. Ilan Orgel, 30 points. 30 points, needing all of that to head on into the quarterfinals. They would end up facing DRS last night. We'll get to that game in just a moment. We're going to just continue with all the action that happened um, on that night. Like I said, the other game that, the other amazing game that happened that night happened to be the other quarterfinal game with Frisch and Hank. Now, this, you know, I I know a lot of what happened to it. I I know that, that, you know, Frisch jumped out to a 9-1 lead held uh, Hank without a field goal until the 150 mark of the first quarter. Um, and then, you know, Frisch would hold a 23-16 halftime lead uh, and then, you know, hold an eight-point lead. Hank would come all the way back, tie it at 32, heading into the fourth quarter. Hank would, you know, build itself a little bit of a lead. Frisch would come back and manage to tie the game at the end of regulation uh, upsetting Hank's chance at upsetting the uh, the Cougars. It would go into overtime, and uh, a very wacky overtime period that would see Frisch go up by five, that would see Hank take a lead. And at the end of it, though, foul shots got Frisch up to four points, and uh, a very wacky play at the end uh, where a three-pointer was made, potential foul. And, you know, I... I I don't like to, I don't like to really discuss this, but I think I have. When I love the fact that schools have have broadcasting, I love the fact that there are kids that are you know learning the trade of broadcasting. And this is nothing, by the way. This is not a mention about anything that happened this game. For all intents and purposes, the way that 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 the call non call was treated by Frisch commentary was uh, was. Great. It was great. This is not about them. But there are certain pet peeves I have about some of the things that go on during broadcasts. And I think it's incumbent upon, you know, the people that are in charge of the broadcasts or, you know, the, the um, you know, the directors, the, the people in charge of whether it's in charge of the AV crew or just in charge of the broadcasting or whatever it is, whoever's job it is to teach and train to talk to the kids and help them realize that even though they have 
an avenue to talk about everything that's going on on the floor, there are certain things that you probably best leave to the people that are on the floor, especially when it comes to officiating. You know, and I'm not saying this because, because you know, I've officiated. But the truth is that unless you are an official or you have officiated a game or you're officiating that game, you don't know what's really going on. I know that, you know, all refs, you know, should be robotic and everything should be, you know, equal and consistent one way to the next and everything should be called to the rule and to the book. But you know what? Sometimes there's a little leeway given. And everybody has got to understand that sometimes there are certain there are certain things that are uh, done as a referee, and I'm not talking about you know like letting an elbow go. I'm not talking about you know letting a trip go. I'm talking about something like where there's a little bit of contact, and you're you you look the other way because you know it's hockey. Or there's a little bit of jostling under the basket. That's nothing outrageous, and you you know generally be a ticky tack call. But you're gonna let it go just a bit. And sometimes, you know, you gotta be understanding that this is playoffs, and that we're going to look the other way for some of the minor stuff. It's not, it's not important to point it out, because the truth is, if it's something that's necessary, it'll be called. But you have certain broadcasts where everybody's up in arms because they think something should be a call. Or they don't know what the call is, but they know it shouldn't be that way. But it's, it's as an official and as somebody who, who you know, broadcasts or, or looks at a game, you got to find a way to, to convey the middle ground. You know, if you don't like it, call it a controversial call. Call it, you know, say, you know, I... I don't know. I don't necessarily know. Maybe, you know, I couldn't, you know, I, I don't have the same vantage point as a ref from here. It looked to be different. But you know what? You got to understand that unless you're, you've actually officiated a game, you may not know the rules to the extent that the referee does and as to what extent they can go without having to have to make a call that you think should be called. So the next time you're broadcasting, give the ref a little leeway and the benefit of the doubt. He's probably been around to more games than you have. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now, and that's not just as an official. That's as somebody who loves the fact that these kids are given a mic and are taking full and complete advantage of it to the point where they are making superstars of themselves, which is great. Go do it. But there is a way to do it properly without making you look like a complete homer and without making you look like you know, you're one-upping the official who has infinitely more experience at calling and probably even playing the game than you do. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now, get back to the action. Um, but the – and this is one of those situations because, you know what, at first at first glance, should, should it have been a foul that would have given a foul shot to tie the game? Final score, by the way, um, Frisch moving on by the score of 53-52 in overtime. You know, what happened was, kid went up for a, kid went up for a shot, Jack Stepner uh, contesting the shot, uh, pushed, moved to the side, uh, kid came down, I'm, again, without it being able to watch it, I completely forgot who it was, um, uh, I don't remember if it was Batesh or Khalili, uh, but came down, and as he came down, bumped into uh, Stepner. Now, the question I have is, you know, first of all, um, and just from a logical standpoint, and I understand, I understand Jack 
you know, obviously at that point, you want to be sure to make the play. But if you're talking to a kid at that situation, you got to you gotta understand you are, you know, you're up four points with about six seconds to go. Even if, or under six to go, even if Hank makes the shot, you get the ball out of bounds. This isn't like the NBA where the clock stops on a, on a made shot. In the Yeshiva League, the clock still runs. So as long as you have the ball with under five seconds to go and you make an attempt to, or you look like you're making an attempt to inbound the ball, you can run out the clock without the ball ever coming back into play. So even if they hit the shot, they don't get the ball back. But what happened, so what happened was, kid landed, and, you know, it didn't affect the shot, and that's why I agree with the, with the call of the official. Generally, is that a foul? Yes. Is it something you should call a foul on in the last shot of the game when it didn't impact the shot, but really happened on the way down when it was just like a glancing, a glancing hit? The answer is, it's okay. That's perfectly fine. And, again... This is why we need to start giving officials just a little bit more benefit of the doubt when it comes to talking on the air because you gotta you gotta understand the mindset and what's important and what's not. But that's that's how that game ended. First, moving on to the semifinals. So we already knew what uh, one you know we already knew one of the those advancing to the semifinals. Um, the other, well, we already knew too because we knew last week SAR defeated Rambam 49 to 42. So the question is, who would end up facing them? You had West Six Waterbury continuing with their Cinderella, Cinderella one. You had East one, Mag and David undefeated. Uh, Mag and David taking this one, 61 to 52, ending the Cinderella run of the boys from Connecticut. Honestly, for all intents and purposes, an extremely successful first year for uh, the Waterbury Wolfpack, making it to the quarterfinals. Uh, upsetting two teams, um, oh, what, uh, upsetting, well, not upsetting two teams, but upsetting TABC in the first round and making a really close contest uh, to Mag and David in the quarterfinals. So congratulations, boys, on a, a season well done. Looking forward to seeing more out of, uh, you know, more out of you as that goes on. Uh, going back to the first game, Jack Stepner. 28 points, including the tying free throws at the end of the regulation and the free throw to clinch the game in overtime. Mag and David, sophomore Albert Nasiri scoring 16 points. Teddy Shama adding 15. So Mag and David and SAR, they uh, they will end up doing battle. Um, that game will be, give me one second, I don't have that on my sheet. Uh, that game is going to be... Um, that game is tonight at 8.45. That game will be at Mag and David. You can watch that online. There is a link if you go to the Yeshiva League website. SAR and Mag and David will do battle tonight. One of those two teams will move on to the championship game this coming Sunday. So is it going to be Mag and David? The undefeated team, the team that... Uh, comprised of the juniors from last, well, juniors from last year's uh, JV championship run. Uh, this squad undefeated, like I said, going all the way through the year. Or will it be SAR? SAR, this team two years ago, a JV finalist, uh, part of their, part of their, well, two-year straight JV finalist run. Will they be able to work their way back? We will see after tonight. On the other side, though. The other side of the bracket, you had DRS and Heschel. Uh, as we said, Heschel, 
Um, not really getting much of a break. Uh, well, they actually, they, so I should say, they not really getting uh, much of a break the winner because the winner of this game will play this Wednesday night against Frisch. And who would that be? Well, Magic Run for Heschel coming to an end. Will not get a chance to defend there. Well, I shouldn't say defend, but to, to get back to YU. Falling to DRS by the score of 67-40. to 40. Gideon Volinsky with 18 for the Wildcats. Emil Kirstein, told you to have, you'd hear that name again. 31 points for DRS. Game high. Uh, high for Heschel. Ilan Orgel finishing out his career in Heschel with 20 points. DRS moving on to face Frisch. Uh, in Frisch, uh, this is, for all intents and purposes, going to be a fun game. Two years ago, this was the marquee matchup in the semifinals in um, in in DRS. That was a phenomenal game for the DRS team on their way to the championship game. Uh, this battle has has occurred more times in the last few years than uh, than I think these teams would both like to talk about two teams faced in the regular season to an, an immensely entertaining overtime game. Uh, Gideon Valinsky hitting a running bank three at the end of regulation to send it to overtime uh, and doing almost doing it again while well, doing it again to tie the game uh, in the middle at almost at, at near the end of overtime and but Frisch pulling away with the victory during the regular season. Uh, DRS looking to find their way back to the championship from two years ago. Frisch looking to double up on last year and looking to make it a perfect four for four for this senior group. This senior group, they won when they were in JV twice. They won last year. They are looking for four in a row. Will they get it? Well, they'll go through. They'll have to go through DRS to get there. That game will happen tomorrow night at 8:45 at Frisch. Uh, that game, uh, that game will probably be carried on Frisch's, uh, Frisch's network, so just stay tuned for that. Moving on quickly to JV. JV had one game, uh, over the, over the, uh, span, and that was last night's game between Mag and David and Hafter. Mag and David and Hafter, uh, met after Mag and David upset JEC, the defending champions. Hafter, the defending Eastern, well, I shouldn't say defending, but the Eastern Conference champion this year, defeated Ramaz 66 51. Hafter, up 13 11 after one. Uh, Matthew Jedwab with 10 points in the first quarter alone. Mag and David jumping out to an early lead, but Jedwab scoring six to bring the Hawks back. In the second, the Hawks took over and jumped out to an 11-point lead, 29-18, milking the last 130 of the half and ending on a lay-in down low by Ethan Oliner. The Warriors would dominate the first half of the third quarter and would cut the lead to four, but Nathan Rosenberg would stem the tide, as he did seemingly all night, and hit the conventional and one and would convert with a layup on the ensuing possession as well. Magan would cut the lead with a bucket, but the ball would find its way to Avi Rokos, who would put up a three, watch it hit the back of the rim, bounce up about six feet, and then fall straight into the bucket. A Rosenberg bucket at the end of the third would give Hafter a 51-37 to lead. Much like the beginning of the third, Magan came out firing, scoring nine of the first 11 points to knock the Hafter lead down to seven. 4.42 left in the game. Elliot Dweck squared up for a bomb three-pointer to cut the Hafter lead to four at 56-42. 3.36 left, another bomb three, and the score would be 58-55. to So much like the Ramaz game, Hafter having a big lead, seeing their opponents 
chipping away at it. It was three-point lead. It would be a three-point lead for the Hawks, but Rosenberg, again, stemming the time, pushing, tied, pushing the lead back to five. In the last half of the fourth, we would have a ball game, but again, Rosenberg, another one, 62-55, to 55, Hafter, with two minutes left. Jedwab would put in a scoop after Hafter would run down about 35 seconds of the clock, and Hafter would hold a nine-point lead. It would not relinquish after foul shots. Hafter would find themselves with a 65-55 to 55 victory, going back to the JV Finals for the first time in 10 years. Nathan Rosenberg coming off the bench to deliver 20 points for the Hawks. Uh, Rosenberg and Jedwab, the two big assets for the team all night, along with Jordan Appel. So Hafter will now await the winner of the Frisch TABC game, which will be tomorrow night in Frisch. Frisch TABC. Uh... Frisch last year, uh, last year making to the semis, losing to Mag and David. TABC making to the finals, losing to Mag and David. Both teams now looking to get to YU with a chance to take on Hafter for the championship game. These teams played this year. Frisch came away with that victory. Obviously, Frisch 10 and 0 on the regular season. TABC though looking to make their way back to meet up with Hafter this Sunday at 1:30. In Yeshiva University campus of Yeshiva University, Max Road Athletic Center. Again, you can see that game live right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, that's about it for us, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to us one more time. We have a few uh, episodes left on this regular season. Again, tune in this Thursday night. Tune in this Sunday. Tune in to us on the Nahum Siegel Network. You will not be disappointed. Pre-game for the girls championship game should start on the network time, time around 6.15. Whereas this Sunday, it'll start probably somewhere around 1.15. Tune in. Uh, again, it is going to be an amazing, amazing experience. Last year was phenomenal for me, and I look forward to yet another series of great championship games. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nahum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jam in the AM with Nahum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the app or at NahumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning like you did this morning on Jam in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning Jam in the AM sports update. Again, tune in Thursday night. Tune in this Sunday night to the Nakam Siegel Network's exclusive broadcast of the Yeshiva League Girls and Boys Basketball Championship JV and Varsity Games. Uh, once again, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you, it's good to be be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week, right here on The Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com Don't forget to tune in to the Nachum Siegel Network's exclusive broadcast of the Metropolitan Yeshiva High School Athletic League Basketball and Hockey Championships sponsored by the Rothenberg Law Firm and Regal Bank of New Jersey. Our championship trifecta kicks off with the girls' JV and varsity basketball finals on Thursday night, March 8th at around 6 p.m. from TABC. 
On Sunday, March 11th, we head to the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University for the boys' JV and varsity basketball finals with coverage beginning at around 1 p.m. Finally, title season wraps up on Sunday, March 18th from Lawrence Middle School with the boys' JV and varsity hockey championships with coverage also beginning at around 1 p.m. Be there for all the buckets, goals, and thrilling finishes, but you'll only be able to see it right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, the exclusive home of the Yeshiva League Championships. <laughs>